0: His first run, and a good one, Williams outside, 15, keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown. On second down, here's the toss, here is Lucas, Jalen Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet, inside the 30, Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and fighting the end zone, touchdown Indiana. Welcome, everyone to episode 187 inch in our way to 200. Seth, that's crazy. That's it's insane. Crazy. And while this one won't be like 186, we, we, we don't have Tyler Cherry or someone else um, on this. It will just be producer Seth and I. Bragg is not able to attend again. I promise everything is okay. He's not, you know, Running off somewhere. Um, he's got kids. He's got a life. Yeah, those things are allowed to happen. Um, so you get us to. Um, you can follow me at Brandon Dubich on X. You can follow Seth at CTAW5. Don't block him. You can't have results like we had last night in Lincoln and block them. Don't do that. Don't do that. Let's watch this. Let's watch this together as a family um seth how you doing i
1: am still a little bit numb but i'm hanging in there it's still early who cares we're...
0: are you comfortably numb <sighs> not as much as i'd like to be all right uh all right For for today this is kind of gonna be like a hodgepodge everyone um what we're Wait, gonna do is we're not desperate for content no 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 not us there's honestly too much there's honestly too much going on um so we're going to bounce all over the place. Um we're going to cover Michigan game, we're going to co- um cover scholarship breakdown. Um we're going to cover some dudes heading the NFL. Um we got a few roster updates if you haven't heard from them. Um and then and then I think we got a packed brandos randos. A packed brandos randos. Um, anything else Seth, that you that you're going to want to talk about before we get into this thing? Uh, do you want me to run through housekeeping?
1: I can do that because I got nothing else. We are, You are going to get exhausted of me today. I, everything I have is going to get unleashed. So housekeeping. Speaking of things we need to unleash, fire sale, all merch on blowout sale. You get a free sticker with every shirt purchased. Shirts are $10. That's right. These are... What legendary at this point? Vintage, whatever you want to call it. Vintage.
0: They're all in when the rage like the kids nowadays. The kids yeah. want everything vintage, retro. If you got little little ones, little kids like stickers.
1: Say, like a I mean, it's same par as Oakland Raiders gear at this point. It's it's you love to have it. It's worth more now than it was before. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. All those socials. We are at happy hour. I U F B check the link in the bio on Twitter or Instagram for more details. We do have Patreon for $3 a month, 20% discount on merch with an exclusive code and exclusive player interviews and in season review, as well as other ill shiznit um super cool stuff we have coming in but i think we're still fresh off i mean it's been a couple days but the topic du jour which is the topic of the day delicious um michigan wins the national championship brandon i'm gonna let you have the first
0: stab at this thoughts question mark ah man um dominant performance Uh, unfortunately we got another national championship game that um this one kind of went deep in the fourth quarter if if you held up for IU fans like you held out hope because you'd seen Penix do fourth quarter magic before. Um but I mean really from Jump Street, Michigan dominated dominated this game. Um my question to you before before we get into some other things, how does this Michigan team stack up to some of the more recent national
1: champions. I think this will go down as a no-name Michigan team. I think you will struggle in five years to really remember somebody who was a dominant, uh, professional player or you know, some kind of guy who leaves some indelible impact beyond this game obviously between Corum and edwards having two touchdowns those are really your impact players who had those memorable games and i think both will be serviceable pros they'll probably make a roster i think edwards is much more of a long-term prospect with his dual threat capability coming out of the backfield um but again sorry long long way around is I don't think there's a stud or a star on this team. I think this is the team that Jim Harbaugh is going to be the one who's going to carry the wagon for this championship. And is going to be the one who's remembered, um, you know, like I said, five, 10 years.
0: Fast forward from now. Unless Harbaugh stays and brings this as a dynasty. if They win two and four years, three and five years in a decade. No one will remember the championship at all. There wasn't a big play. There isn't a star player, as you mentioned, on either side of the ball. Um, this, this for as fun of a season as this was, it was kind of a ho-hum national championship. Um, Which I, I, I think would... I,
1: go on, sorry. I would argue is what the NCAA football, the BCS, or whatever <laughs> derivation Committee. of a joke this is, um, yeah. and Michigan deserves is a yeah. boring... Uninteresting, almost forgettable national championship after a
0: drought of what 26 years, whatever it was. Yeah. I, I think last year's Georgia team blows. I mean, the th- this Michigan team is Georgia light. Like you know, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, everything Georgia has been dominant on in the last three years. This Michigan team was kind of like that, right? Um, strong running game, strong trenches um not a real notable quarterback sorry Stetson Bennett um you know I mean I don't think in that JJ McCarthy Stetson Bennett but no one's gonna remember those guys Mm -hmm. um my question for another my last question in regards to the national championship does this year's Georgia team beat this Uh, Michigan team.
1: So this is something we were going to talk about last week that I was excited to talk about. And I was going to say that the best team all season was not in the national championship. And we were going to have an illegitimate national champion, regardless of who it was. Um, and that's because ultimately the best team all season was Georgia. Unfortunately, the timing of their loss negated any kind of momentum they had to ultimately play in that game. But the best team all year was Georgia. And I think they beat any of those four teams um, n- not, you know, nine times out of 10, but the majority of the time. Um, yep. and that's, that's an unfortunate aspect of, you know, the timing of the loss of and course. then, you know, it's fixed next year. And that's the ultimate extra sketch of all of this is we're going to forget about this because it'll be a remnant
0: of a dead period yes. of college football. Yep. Spot, Spot on. Igon era. Spot on. Um, let's table the Penix talk. Because the mm. uh, the Brando's Randos is heavy dose. Heavy dose. Um, I said last question. I got one more. The Big Ten National Championship streak is over. Does anyone care about that outside of the Big Ten?
1: No. And I think especially it doesn't matter because probably for the next 24 years, it'll be a Big Ten or SEC championship or champion probably regardless. Yep. So I yep. think it'll be at a point where we're nauseous of – Championships is talking about Big Ten and SEC. Oh, that was the only one. But... Well, who cares? Those are the only teams are
0: you know yeah. who are gonna be challenging? Yep. Uh perfect. All right. Um, so let's pivot from Michigan and and get down to some Rasta stuff. Um, I know uh do you want to shout out kind of who you're referencing and, and kind of lay this out? Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: so when we talked to Tyler Cherry, we got him to announce to us that he was one of the early enrollees for the spring semester. They went on campus. Was it J- uh, Jan 3rd or something like that? So they've been on campus for about a week now. Uh, he, thankfully, gratefully, he was not the only one. There are a bunch of players who are excited to get on campus and be a part of the squad. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and list the names here. Uh, Tyler Cherry, obviously, um, is it Brody Coast in the tight end. Yep. Daniel Nduque, the D-end, Mario Landino, the D-tackle, Josh Philistine, D-back, uh, that's a big one to have him on campus, uh, Dante Henderson, and Caleb King, who's a preferred walk-on, so that's an interesting move. <laughs> got to be getting in good graces of the coaches. If you're a PWO and you're early enrolling, that's some dedication there.
0: Um, Caleb King, D-lineman. No, uh, I, got, I, got, I got a quick question Quick question for you. I love that these guys are dedicating their spring semester at college and not at high school. But how much fun did you have your spring semester of senior year? I, I had the too much fun problem, Brando. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, well, like, I'm on like one hand, I'm like, good for them. That's going to help their football careers, yada, da, yada, yada. There's not. It's not my favorite three to four month stretch of life. Um, there's a few few moments in college and post college, but it's definitely like up there. like spring semester senior year was, yeah, for me at least, pretty incredible. So but good for them.
1: Good. good remember, on that. remember how exciting that first year that first semester of college freshman year was, though, too? Imagine getting to have that even earlier. <laughs> like I'm going to have to wait an extra year for that. I get it right away. Like, I don't know. There's. Hmm, I I see that as like, you know, getting a bite of that apple a little early too. So yeah. I don't know. It's pretty cool. All right, Um, right. Let's skip the roster breakdown. Let's talk some NFL players and we'll get back to that chunkier part here in a bit. Um, okay. So we had two, uh, at least IU adjacent players uh, announced for the NFL. Let's talk about CEO first. So this one was an interesting. Obviously he was at Arizona last year as a D tackle, a member of a top 15 football team, a starter Great defense. Wins. Yeah. Strong defense. A two, actually he was a member of two um, top 15 football teams. Cause he was a member of that IU team, right? That. Um, yep. So does he have any prospects? I mean, he's undersized. He's a little short, but they like the, the that Samoan, you know, Polynesian, like, I don't, I, you know, that, he fits a mold. They kind of make the underside. I don't know. Does he work? Does he not? I don't I don't
0: necessarily see it, but I'll admit I didn't watch a lot of Arizona football games. From what I saw for him at Indiana, I didn't see the explosiveness. I didn't see the quick twitch. I I, I don't see how he makes the NFL. Um, but hopeful. Yeah. I mean, again, go live out your dream, man. It's nothing that it was never even a Percentage of a percentage of a percentage for me. So obviously, rooting for C. I root for every single person. And another, I, just, I, I don't see it. Another guy we're
1: definitely rooting for. And again, you talk about obstacles and and just what he had to overcome to even get to where he's at. And that is Josh Henderson. Uh, we were anticipating that he was going to be a big cog of next year's team, but then we also saw this influx of of running backs from the portal. And and we saw the writing on the wall that maybe there wasn't quite a fit there. And sure enough, um, it's not a transfer out. It's a declaration for the NFL. Um, I mean, we obviously so, yeah, I, I
0: So much of running backs nowadays is wear and tear. I, I don't know. I, I haven't had the pleasure to talk to Josh or his amazing family uh, on this. But I got to imagine it played a role, right? Um, to me, he's a three-down back. Who runs really hard? Um, you know, Stevie Scott, we love Stevie Scott. He's still getting camp invites, he's still getting workouts. No offense to Stevie Scott. I think Josh Henderson is a better running back. Um, so is, is he prototypical? Is, is he out of the Mike McDaniel? You have to run less than a you know, a fourth, the four three or a four four to be on a team. No, that's not Henderson, but he has the hands, he runs hard, he has the body. Um, I, I think he definitely, I don't know if he's drafted, um, but he definitely, I, I would bet money. He gets a camp invite and it would not surprise me if he's a practice squad player next year. would I not think,
1: surprise me at all. I think you're dead on. And I, I think that he puts a tape together of him in, in blitz pickup in, in yep. and pa- pass uh, blocking and blitz pickup. And I think you Put that out to 32 teams. And I think there is a team that likes that, that needs that. Um, And he can definitely do that. And I think that he also exhibits a toughness. There was a situation during the season this year, which he was essentially hospitalized uh, for, you know, and then was back on the field within a week. Um, He just has a toughness about him that, um, you know, you want to be in the trenches with. So, you know, wish him obviously nothing but luck. Um, I think he wants to play them, no, you know, no matter where it was, he just wanted to play and have an opportunity to get on the field. And, um, hopefully he has a chance professionally.
0: And we obviously hope that as, as we are monster Josh Henderson fans, but I'm saying that as a non-biased, like, I think he gets NFL checks from August to the end of December next year. I really do think that I think, I think, um, Obviously, NFL is so much about opportunity. He'll need an opportunity because he just doesn't have those, you know, eye popping statistics or eye popping, you know. Um, amp.
1: Yeah, exposure rate. It's usage rate, I think, is what he's what he's really lacked. Yeah. So
0: but I, I have no doubt on that guy at all.
1: All right. Let's talk one more roster move. We also noticed that Bradley Archer. Uh, tight end was was not listed on the roster, uh, on the official roster that was listed. Yeah. Uh, he was another guy who came on. Uh, he and Trey Walker really kind of supplanted uh, Steinfeld and and uh, and Bamba from the beginning to the end of the season. Um, but he looks like he is no longer affiliated with the program.
0: He's played football for a long time. He mm-hmm. has degrees from Stanford and the Kelly School of Business. He's going to go places. It He's a future it, executive. Mm-hmm. He's a future executive, and if and if he made an a executive decision that it was in his best interest to start his professional career, good on him. That's a tough call. I hated when my sports career ended, and it ended about as early as it could possibly end, <laughs> right, right out of, right after high, senior year of high school. And, and I still think about it. And, and for him to make that decision, I'm I'm sure it was difficult, and I'm sure he made the right decision for him.
1: I still wake up from dreams where I have uh, forgotten my socks and I have to like, I have a freak out where I'm like, I can't play in the game because I don't have my socks. This is a nightmare. And then I wake up and I'm, oh, I'm 20 plus years older than that ever was. But um, yeah, so that that's one of those things that, you know, hopefully he's moving on to greener pastures from a professional standpoint. Um, Again, we're going to continue to see a little bit of a roster churn as we go into spring ball, especially we assume coming out of that with being. Um,
0: as we do, <laughs> we're guys, re-de- redefining the cleaning, um, so, uh, guys. so I'll save a, some of this again for the end, but like, we ain't done. I know I, you said it's done, I know I posted its roster. There is some news today that we'll get into that I think can shake up the entire college football landscape. I think <laughs> knowing Coach Sig, he ain't never done, he ain't never done. So um, we still have a second spring or a a second um, recruiting period. The portal never closes. So, yeah, this I don't expect this to be the last. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if there's still a dozen moves between now um, and the spring game. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the roster. I don't want to get into this. I think, you know,
1: we have a we have a, a, you know, a four letter word around here and it's too deep. We don't want to talk depth charts. I mean, the, everybody else is, and it's dead air because there's going to be so much that changes between now and then that it's, you know, it's all just useless content filling. Um, one of my favorite people um, over at Bite Size, Bite Size Bison, uh, he keeps great. a great great scholarship roster update. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about just the numbers and, and some of the uh classifications uh, uh, for for grades here. Um let's t- let's first look at quarterbacks. We are looking currently at five uh covid senior Curtis Rourke and then obviously Taven as a, as a sophomore and three freshmen. So there is very good roster distribution there. Ideal. Ideal. We now look at running back. This is one where we thought that this is a loaded loaded area we had eight it's now reduced to seven still have two covid seniors with lawton and elson uh, transfers in black and green have two seasons left howland is a uh, howland and Hallman still on the roster as juniors and then we have kobe martin from fishers as a freshman so seven guys there again two you know double seniors two regular seniors two juniors and a freshman
0: so yeah, so the the way I look at this is eligibility, right? Um, so the chart that I just want to humble brag a little bit. Um, the chart that bite-sized bison has, I have the same one for basketball. Um, I have that, a that's hard time 13, not 85. So I years I, yours I, is a I was old. just I was just saying that. Like I have a hard time keeping that updated. How he does what he does is remarkable. Uh, um, but but for me, it looks bad. It looks bad until you realize that this is the year 2024. Um, So you got three guys with one year of eligibility. You have another three guys with two years of eligibility. And then you have one guy with four years of eligibility. Honestly, this tells me it's it's not going to weigh its work. We're set for the next two seasons to some people. Sure. Raise an alarm. It's not, It's not set up like quarterback, but it's not bad. Like, like how many times has IU been reduced to walk-ons at positions of importance? Not, not going to be at running back when you have six guys with one or two years of eligibility. Um, So yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. It's odd until you realize that. How many did he add? One, two, four, three, four. If he adds, if he just recycles four every year, it's a non-point.
1: Yeah, four and a recruit. Yeah, so five, five newbies. Yeah, Uh, and then at receive uh, receiver, let's go ahead and we have eleven currently on the roster. So that's two super seniors, four regular seniors, one junior. Uh, two sophomores, and two freshmen. So we're looking at uh, Williams and Price as the super seniors. McCulley. Um, Kobe is still listed in here, and that's one we've heard. We don't know. I I don't know. That one I'm still a little bit unsure about. Uh, Kashawn Williams, Miles Cross, seniors. Elijah Serrett, uh, he's a junior. Cooper and Perry as sophomores. And then is it Bowler? And and uh, and and Becker as the freshman. That's great distribution. That's that's two across the board pretty much.
0: Yeah. So um, I love the distribution wide receiver taking up 13 percent of your roster is (laughs) is my only only concern. Um, But what did we talk about when uh, Coach Sig got hired? He's going to be running four wide, four wide. So seemingly, if we're going to do it too deep, you need eight. So, like, it's crazy until you think of that, that that you're going to need eight healthy players come game day. So only three guys aren't getting a helmet. I'd like to see this number reduced by one. It even maybe talk me into two. Um, and we are at 89, Seth. So there we need to be at 85 come I don't know the exact date so I'm just going to say August 1st um we need to be at 85 so there will be reduction and you just heard me 5 minutes say I think we're not done adding so um I, I have a hard time believe that's why I'm, that's why I don't want to do it uh, uh, too deep because um I don't think we bring 11 into the season
1: uh so Currently, they have eight, but really it's seven tight ends on the roster as Archer's no longer there. So seniors Walker and Horton, Horton being the incoming uh, junior uh, Bamba, sophomore Foley,
0: and freshman
1: West Miller and already on campus Cosin.
0: So this is the one that doesn't make sense to me at all, Seth. Um, If you look at Coach Sig's history, he never plays two tight ends. Never. Like two two tight end sets don't exist. He doesn't even play a tight end and a fullback, right? So seemingly you need maybe two or three on game day, right? Maybe for for a jumbo package, maybe for some special teams. So let's say three, right? And then and then for injury purposes, you probably want one or two, one red shirting and one inactive, right? So like realistically, the way he plays his his personnel. You probably you probably only need five right so uh, again not making any predictions i would also think um there is a reduction in this room i do not believe you will take seven um if, 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 I, if i if i had to guess one so far one of the wide receivers leave and one of the tight ends leave yeah three
1: freshman tight ends is a, is a very crowded uh room if you're running a lot of 10 personnel yeah. All right, I'm going to lump all uh, – I mean, I hate – I'm not offending any of the hog mollies out there. Nothing – no offense to the big boys. We are looking at – I'm going to lump them all together here. It looks like 18 yep. linemen. Um, so let's talk super seniors. we got Longman, Kadick, and Kidwell. Uh, Regular seniors, Stevens. Wedding. Stevens is the only one listed as a true senior. Uh, Wedig and Jones, Fia Cable, Bullet Cough are juniors, Evans, Lynch, and Smith as sophomores, and then so many freshmen it's tough to list. Jeffries, Barrett, Lawrence, Liebfried, Ajani, Verstegen, Larkins.
0: Love Verstegen. Um, I actually would like to see this room added to, right? <laughs> um, you, you, you like, in my opinion, you want three at each. This is, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, this is the most injured part of it, of a team, right? So I think you want to go in with 15 guys, only having two room for air or injury. Sorry. I'd love for this number to be 18. I think 18 is perfect. I wouldn't even be mad at 19. Um, so, it wouldn't surprise me if they go in with 17 um, because it's not awful, right? It's not it's not an awful number, but I I, I would argue I, I'd like to see one, maybe two more in this room.
1: This is one of the rooms that I think is top heavy and bottom heavy, but very thin in that junior and sophomore um, yep. on those levels. So if you can get some of those guys who have two or three years of eligibility left who may not start this year, uh, but could project in 25 yep. and 26. I think you have a great opportunity there. All right. Let's look at defensive linemen here between ends and tackles. This is an area where we thought that there was some thinness before we're looking at 12 defensive linemen, currently six ends and six tackles. We're looking at Lang and Carr as super seniors and Camara as a regular senior as ends Sneed, which I think we're all giant fans of from a social media presence, if nothing else, as a sophomore. And then the freshmen, we have Collins, Depepe, and Nduque. Um, So, again, two senior, two super seniors, one senior, one sophomore, three freshmen.
0: Yeah. So, overall, if you combined – because we're going to run a four-down um, d- uh, defense. Uh, you combine that, that's 15 guys. Right. Um, similar to the offensive line, I'd like to see one, maybe two added, especially with how many, with the three freshmen. Right. So, um, I I would like to see a three deep on the defensive line. That means you need 12, right? So we have the 12 and the other three are freshmen. That's not leaving a lot of room for injuries. So I, I would, I would, if the offensive line doesn't add anyone, I won't cry. I think they should. I definitely think one needs to be added um possibly two um i'd feel a lot better with 16 or 17 d linemen um going into the season as opposed to the 15 number we're at right now
1: the six on the interior we have super seniors philip bleedy james carpenter we have junior marcus burris sophomores jamari uh have we decided if it's monette or monet Um, I'd go Monet. It's just better. I know it sounds so much better. Robbie Harrison as a sophomore, and then we have Mario Landino as the freshman. So again, two super seniors, one junior, two sophomores, and a freshman. Pretty good, pretty good roster variation there. Yep. But but like you said, at least one or two more bodies, uh, big boys inside. If you have two defensive tackles on a four on a four man line, um, six get eaten up pretty quick. All right, let's look at linebackers here real quick. Linebackers, eleven. So again, three, three will start. Uh, JMF, Daryl hmm. Miner, Jaden McDonald as super seniors. Joshua Rudolph, Jalen Walker as seniors. Matt Holton, Matt Wow, Matt Holt and Aiden Fisher are uh, juniors. Caden Turner, Isaiah Jones as sophomores, and Orlando Greenlow. Quentin Clark as freshman 11 that's this is the perfect breakdown three super seniors two seniors two juniors two sophomores two freshmen
0: I love it but I think it's heavy heavy I think it's I think I think again kind of going back to the tight ends um I think this is the second heaviest in a perfect
1: Uh, world you could bump a couple of these guys down to dn you know I mean there there is some flexibility from
0: outside linebacker dn potentially yeah yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I definitely think Josh Rudolph has got an edge body for sure. Um, who's who's another guy that potentially has an edge body? I know Matt um, Holt
1: played on the line of scrimmage a lot as a weak side, undersized linebacker. I don't really think yeah. that equates necessarily, but he has some experience, at least with line of scrimmage play. Uh,
0: yeah, I think I think Rudolph makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, uh, again, th- I think this. Exactly. Why we're not doing it too deep. I think this shakes out in spring ball a lot. I think there's a lot of experimenting between um those because again, we're gonna run a four-three. Um, so there's there's gonna be one inside linebacker, two outside linebackers. I think we see a lot of experimenting with edge and outside linebacker because in modern day football, they are the same thing.
1: Let's look at cornerback now. I, I am showing this is one of the tricky ones here. Two, three, four, five six, seven, and then Christian Peterson in limbo. So I'm showing seven borderline eight. Um, So we have tumor and minor as super seniors, Jameer Johnson as a senior Jojo Johnson as a junior Jamari sharp as a sophomore. And then we have Philistine and Henderson as freshmen. And then obviously if Peterson comes in, he would be a freshman as well. So that is eight bodies potentially uh, for you're looking at least four spots, and you probably want to have six to be safe.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, uh, again, r- right on that for me, Coach Sig runs a lot of nickel and dime packages, right? So, like, if you look at a normal 4-3, you're probably good with 10 bodies, right? Um, four to six corners, um, four to five safeties. Right. that That's probably pretty safe. But when you run as many um, sub packages as and they all do, this isn't a coach sig thing. I mean, my Pittsburgh Steelers pretty much live in nickel. This the Cincinnati Bengals. One of the top defenses in the league when they're healthy, they pretty much live Lou Amarillo lives in the nickel. He that's all he plays is the nickel. Um, so again, it's not nothing new or special to coach sig, um, but you, you're adding two or three more guys. So they're, they're kind of right up to that limit. I think you probably need twelve or thirteen game day bodies. And, and what did you say
1: the numbers at? Uh, eight corners and seven safeties, so fifteen total. So
0: they're at. So they're at fifteen with three freshmen. So so they're 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 kind of similar to that offensive line group, to where like they necessarily don't need anyone. Like they're probably fine. But you'd feel a little bit better if you'd add one more. Um, so, I know
1: safety was a position we thought may have been a weakness, but within the last you know week or two, yeah. with the signings that came in here, that magically suddenly was turned yeah. into a a position of strength. Uh, you have super senior Josh Sanguinetti, seniors Bryson Bonds, Tyreek McDaniel, and Terry Jones, junior Sean Asbury, sophomore Amari Farrell and freshman jaja boyd sorry you have to say it like that right you can't you have to jaja boyd
0: he's a freshman i expect to see time
1: yes at least in at least in special teams packages um so that's seven uh one senior three or sorry one super senior three seniors and then one freshman sophomore and junior Pretty, pretty top heavy at senior uh, there. But again, instant impact players came over the transfer portal. Uh, Kicker, let's just touch base on these. We have Derek McCormick. He is a super senior. And then Nicholas, is is Radich still on the team? Is that? He is. Okay, that's what I thought. And he is still being listed as a freshman, as a redshirt freshman. Uh, James Evans, punter, is a senior. And then long snapper, Mark Langston, also a senior. Um, So that is it. That I think was, we just went through 90 names. Uh, If you take off, um, I think we took off Archer, uh, maybe 91. So 91 (laughs) names we just went through. Um, There's going to be a lot of change between now and spring. I think all of that's going to be determined. But the exciting thing is every spot is taken. (laughs) I mean, there was a spot uh, right after Thanksgiving where the cupboards were bare and you guys were looking around going, oh, my God, are we even going to be able to roster a team next year? Yeah. Um, I know that was, you know, kind of like a depressing self-defeatist little mood you guys were in. Um, but now you're at you got a roster. You have too many people. And it's a fun competition now to see who's going to stick.
0: Yeah, just uh, just real quick. Like in summation, I think we lose a running back. I think we lose. I think we lose one, possibly two. But I'll just say one wide receiver. I think we lose two tight ends. So that's four total, right? That brings us to 86. Um, I do think we end up losing a linebacker at 85. And I think that's that's the path. Now, if we add, no one spot safe, right? So, like, if, if we add an offensive lineman, it's going to have to come from somewhere. But gun to head, that's where I think we get to the 85, is a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and a linebacker. Brando, you got randos for me. I know you fire do. fire away. Are you believing any of this Ryan Day and hot seat with Ohio State? Yes. Are you even with Will Howard with some of uh, with Cuta Jenkins from Old Miss? They just brought in. You don't um, they brought in a few. You don't fix
1: delusional. You You, you can fix the quarterback position. You can bring in additional weapons at the running back position, which they don't really need. Yeah. They have plenty. Um, you know, you can bring in the lineman who couldn't, who couldn't shotgun snap in the, in the champion in, in the semifinal game. Yeah, they did. Uh, it doesn't matter. Cause you can't fix the fans. The fans have a built-in delusion. Um, I, there's certain lines I'm not allowed to cross on this podcast. So I won't. So I'll just use Ohio state as the delusional fan base par example. Um, yeah, you just can't fix it They are they have in their mind that they deserve, that they're entitled to a championship every year. And anything less than that is a sacrifice they're not willing to make. And somebody must be punished for that lacking. Um, and they sacrifice Kyle McCord, <laughs> um, which God bless them. Um, and and, you know, if they get their pitchforks and their and their tiki torches out, I, I don't think anything's going to stop them um especially when their rivals that team up north ends up winning the national championship that just burns the rage that much more
0: yeah so yeah you can't I, fix crazy I, I, I love to see it though do you know how many people or that i saw on twitter were like we were the closest team to michigan we were the second best team in the country is hilarious i love to see ohio state down bad i love to see it brings joy to me, um, what also brought joy to me, and I don't think we covered this, is Tom Allen of to Penn State. Good hire, great hire. What do you think? We've talked about this before.
1: There's a oh, theory. Did we? Did I miss it? Was no, no, one no, one no, I no, missed? no, no. The theory I'm about to talk about, we've talked about oh, okay. before. It's this theory and hiring that you eventually get hired to the point where you suck at your job, you excel to the point where you are no longer good enough for the job that you have achieved.
0: Yep. So,
1: you know, um, He was great as a D coordinator. He was great as a high school coach, great as a college D coordinator, kept going up the rung. He eventually got to big boy college football coach and was 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 just over his over his skis. Most people retire at that job um, because they end up getting forced out and they're like, "Okay, you're old enough and you're gone. Um, Most people don't get a chance to come back to their water level. Um, and then have a chance to succeed again. He has given that opportunity. I think he has a three to five year window where he can be a really good, effective coach. Have his little, uh, you know, walk off into the sunset and then retire. I think for three to five years, as a short term, as a guy who's coming in to fill a big hole for Manny Diaz, um, I think it's a great option for them. He's he fits kind of into the Penn State boring, you know, methodology. So yep. yeah, I mean, it kind of fits. So I I have a few feels. A few takes. Well, well, yeah. I say takes, not feels when it comes to Penn State defensive
0: coordinators. Ooh, yay. Ooh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, God, I don't know if I can recover. Um, I think he <laughs> is a elite defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I think he is elite. But he's never had this much talent. He's, he's cut from the back against the wall. Woe is me. I'm going to get the best out of two stars and three stars. He's never handled the egos. He's never handled the stage. How is he going to do in a situation he's never ever been in? That's my biggest question.
1: Here's the problem. Here's the person I feel sorry for Abdul Carter. Let me tell you why. Um, Michael McFadden did great as a middle linebacker, but he did nothing that wasn't outside of a very generic skill set. And again, this is nothing against Michael McFadden. It's just a very generic position that they have him play. They don't do these wild looping blitzes. It's it's a straight nope. up the gut blitz. You just go straight up. You you blitz the A. Uh, you you scrape read and fill. Um, it, it's very generic reads. Um, and Abdul Carter is one of these freak athletes who you can chess piece him. You can put him at D end. You can put him at middle linebacker. You can put him in a blitzing linebacker. Shit, You can drop him out at safety. and he can probably cover somebody pretty easily.
0: He's Micah Parsons, Isaiah Simmons. Do you, level know, versatile. Do
1: you know who doesn't let versatile players be versatile?
0: Yep. Tom
1: Allen. Nope. I mean, you are taking um, you're taking a Maserati, you're taking a Ferrari or whatever. And you're saying, OK, we're going to put some training wheels on you. We're going to we're going to we're going to put a governor on you and lock you down at 65 miles per hour. Have a great game, pal. So, you know, some guys that, just don't play like that.
0: That's my biggest concern, right? He's going to get the most out of a guy who's got his back against the wall like Mike and McFad and him against the world. I don't need that at Penn State. They don't. You, you wind him up and let him go. Right. Yeah. Um, Can, if Chop
1: Robinson came back and now all of a sudden you have Carter and Chop Robinson. And Tom Allen is sitting there. We're like, well, we're just going to run a base 335 and we're just going to make sure our DN takes up blockers. I'm like, no, yeah. no, you, you used him to isolate, <laughs> isolate an attack.
0: That, that'll be a very, very fun thing to watch. Um, I, I didn't, I wasn't a huge Manny Diaz fan. I can't believe he got the position that he just got. Um, that surprises me. Um, my only other negative is... I don't, I don't know if it's negative. This pot is very loud on what we think of James Franklin. So I hate that Tom Allen is now tied to James Franklin. Um, so I think that you're very loud about it. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think James Franklin stinks. Yeah. Um, the, the way Bragg thinks about Ryan Day is the way I think of James Franklin. Um, anyway, moving on um, the news of the day, the news of the day. Saban retired. He's 72. I, I, it's not a complete shock. He's been talking about an Affleck
1: commercials for like three or four years now. I mean, I can't believe he didn't see the writing on the wall.
0: He owns so many car dealerships like, and like high end, like Maserati level, like dealerships. Um, the dude doesn't need to work. The college coaching job is very difficult, especially with at Alabama, right? The, the amount of, uh, obligations I can't even imagine. Um, what do you think this does to the landscape of college football? Like, I'm curious your thoughts on it, because obviously I have I have many. Yeah, I think there's a
1: couple of ways. I think it could create a giant second wave of coaching carousel moves, or it could be the most boring non-move of all time. Um, and I say this because Bill O'Brien's on staff. If you promote from within, <sighs> Alabama, what a, I mean, nobody's going to give a shit. <laughs> but but Bob may end up. He, I don't know. They might be okay with it. It's not um, what I've heard. I've heard I this know, is this, this. They are swinging, swinging for the fences, right? You have swinging. to. You have to be. The first call has to be to Kalen DeBoer or or Dan Lanning. or I mean, those have to be probably the two top
0: Dabo, names. Dabo right? Sweeney. Yeah, that's Mike, that's the Mike other one. Norvell. Eh, I don't Marcus, like Mike Norvell. I don't either. Um, Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame, Ryan Day, (laughs) Carbaugh.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I I definitely think that between Lanning and DeBoer, I think those are great options. Um, But I don't know. I mean, Alabama, remember, before Saban, they had a dead period. They Yeah. you have to expect that they're going to be able to maintain this though, that this is not just some Saban comes and resurrects it temporarily. Um, but hot and daily. Could there be a more despicable human being lane?
0: Kiffin? Oh God.
1: I mean, like I, there's no way they already gross. went down the Lane Kiffin. Yeah. There's, there's
0: no way they do Lane Kiffin. Um, I think this is the biggest coaching carousel in our lifetimes. I I think this is big. I think this is bigger than Spurrier. I think this is bigger than Urban when Urban left Florida. I think this is bigger when than when Urban left Ohio State. I can't think of a bombshell that is approaching such a critical time in a sport than this.
1: I would love. And, and this is my captain chaos hat in full gear mode is they go and steal a big 10 coach. They go and they get, I've also heard James Franklin for on some, on God reason, his uh, agents doing work. I know that guy is getting paid. He's earning his 10 to 12%. Um, Cause now they're starting to ask for 12, whatever. Um, <laughs> anyways, That's some insider information. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah. So, I don't know. You, you know, there's so many names out there. If they end up stealing a big 10 quarter, uh big 10 coach, I think that starts an arms race. I think that starts the real rivalry between the conferences, especially if you take one from one of the big three in the big 10, if you're able to steal one from Michigan, Ohio state or Penn state, that creates kind of a trickle down that creates kind of a chaos an arms race. Um, again, if you steal from the ACC at this point, it's almost like you're just, uh, you know, dabbo at this point, you almost need to get out of the ACC pal or else, you know, Clemson's going to kind of. Dabo makes the most sense. Go if,
0: JD. If, if, if I had to pick, if I had to pick, it's Dabo Sweeney
1: yeah. or
0: Sarkeesian from Texas. Well, Dabo is um, my
1: favorite, and everyone makes fun of me, anyways. But
0: I want to stay uh, at Clemson. Um, I I I too hope that uh, he picks a Big Ten coach because I think that's the best for IU. Mm-hmm. I think players become available who otherwise wouldn't be available. That's also my hesitancy to do a two deeper depth chart um, because because say, say he does say he does. Who are you talking about? Dabo Sweeney or Steve Sarkeesian or De DeBoer. I still think James Franklin could be a play at Texas or at Clemson mm-hmm. or Florida State. Mm-hmm. Probably not Washington. That's a step down. But like, yeah. Just it just be just when the Alabama job is filled, well then there's another, and then there's another. Like I think this has a domino effect to what we may have never seen before in college football. And for me, who's a college football fan, not just an IU fan, that's very, very exciting. Very, and you, very exciting.
1: And you talk to coaches. The coaches tip the iceberg because with those coaches are 50 you know, scholarship players who are now wondering where their next. Um, snap is going to be taking place at and from who yeah
0: where yeah Yeah. that's it's super exciting um last thing i wanted last my last brando rando um and then because i think you we got to get into your sack and then um we got some other things we got to cover um i just want to say thank you penix um he the last few seasons as soon as iu season was done I was mostly checked out. I was moved fully into the NFL or into college football or college basketball. Soon as IU, about early November, I was done. Michael Penix captured me unlike any other player on a non-IU team since probably that 2002-2003 Pittsburgh team. Um, that that had a chance to play for the national championship and and went to meant to multiple New Year's Eve bowls. Um, this was the most fun non IU season for me in 20 years, and it was all because of Mike. Um, he's been doubted his whole life. He he was he was an underdog against Oregon twice. He was an underdog against Oregon State. Nobody gave them a chance against Texas. All I've heard, all I heard the entire time was Texas was just going to murder, uh, just going to murder Washington. Um, Everyone wrote him off when he left IU. Um, Again, I, I can't think of a player that has captured my love for a sport who wasn't the team that I rooted for other than Michael Penix. So my question to you, Seth, have you had any non Purdue players that captured you like Penix
1: did me? Yeah. Um, I was actually just thinking about this guy in the shower the other day. Wow. That's the weirdest. And, and we're not even this. on Penn state. Oh anymore. My God. We're not even on Penn state. Um, anymore. um the name popped into my head was Joe Aponovicious. Um, if I remember correctly, he was a Boston college kicker. Um, they had some injury or something, and midway through the season, I think it was Andazio maybe was the was the was the coach of the of the team. He had a tryout for students. Um, and this kid, you know, as I imagine my version of the story, you know. At, you know, was probably at a kegger and saw the flyer and was like, oh, I could do it. I beat these guys. And essentially, you know, showed up, kicked a field goal, got the got a team. And then I can't remember if he ended up winning a game on a walk off kick or some goofy shit. But he ended up having a really cool story.
0: So that guy, that guy, him. Did you ever get into were you ever a Tim Tebow guy? No, I was. Oh, I was. Oh apologize for that i don't it's embarrassing i like i actually like regret it like i hope someone calls me out on x or or the next next season at tailgate but tim tebow was probably my number one before before 10x the last two seasons ew i know i know right speaking of you let's get into your sack
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i'm out uh i i'm full i'm empty i'm whatever i was gonna skip mine i don't have anything uh, i was man. just gonna talk about how uh i already forgot who won the heisman and it should have been pennix and just like how Michigan's a, michigan michigan is a forget forgettable national championship we were robbed of having a of, of having a memorable uh heisman winner as well
0: uh i have already yeah. forgotten who jalen daniels is Probably mm. this year's Anthony Richardson, the guy that gets drafted in the top two to three picks and absolutely should not.
1: Yeah. Get yeah. Someone, get someone will
0: fall someone will fall in love with him. Um speaking of NFL, let's get into some prediction times. I love the NFL. It's my favorite sport. Um I watch more NFL than I probably all do with all sports combined. Um I I, I know I've shown you most people, I have a three TV setup week one through 18. Um, I have on my main TV, I usually have the Steelers. If not, I have YouTube TV with the four. Then I have red zone on the other TV. Then I have like the marquee game that I stream um, from cable. So I have six games going on pretty much every Sunday at my house. I'm an addict, definitely an NFL addict. And we got wild card weekend. I love wild card weekend. Um, Let's just run through the games. Real quick, Bragg's given his picks, Um, so let's start Saturday, 4.30. We got um, the Browns, the Joe Flacco Browns going to D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans um, where the national championship was just played. Um, Who do you got, Seth?
1: I have the Browns covering. I don't think this should even be a game. Unfortunately, the the issue is the Browns are just injury bitten. Their defense should be enough to hold. Stroud is very good. I just think rookie quarterbacks, even at home, first playoff game, always tough. I'd rather take a 38-year-old gray beard um, on the road.
0: Um, I would probably even tease it up to probably about four and a half. So, so that's interesting. So Bragg's with you on Browns two and a half. I'm, I'm a different way. If, if you, if I had to pick, if we were doing a pick them, I would take the Browns. But if I'm gambling, if I'm gambling. <laughs> oh, I am taking the value. I am bet. Taking the, it, yeah, I'm taking the Texans money line because I do think this is pretty close to a 50, 50. And, and again, this is not what this show is. So I'm going to go as fast as possible. I think the Texans have an advantage at coach. I think they have an advantage at quarterback. I think they have an advantage at running back. I think it's pretty much a push. Um, on the skill positions, um, and home, home field does matter in the playoffs. I you won't can't tell me otherwise. So, for those reasons, um, I think the, the Texans are at least worth a plus money, um, bet. But if, if I had to pick the Browns, probably win this game. The next game is my lock. Um, this is Ooh. I, I in, in my note, I have this is a mortgage play. Um, the Dolphins at Chiefs. Chiefs are a four and a half point favorite.
1: Let me I, hit you with some stats. You, no, you got to go first on this because now I'm scared because now if I say the wrong
0: one, I'm poor, I'm broke, and yeah. my yeah, family's, yeah, absolutely. you know. Oh, I'll let you go next on, on the next game because I think I'm about as biased as could be on the next <laughs> game. Um, Tua went under 50 degrees. He is 0-4. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins organization in general, under fifty degrees, two and seven against the spread. That's not exclusive to Mike McDaniel and and Tua, but just in general, my warm weather teams don't do well at this. And there's nothing like Arrowhead. I think Arrowhead is it sur- even surpasses Lambeau. They're they're probably neck and neck on on playoff atmosphere. I, I'd obviously loom in, l- uh, uh the Steelers and the Bills, um, stadiums in there. But Andy Reid doesn't lose home playoff games. Patrick Mahomes is going to will this to win. Um, Chiefs minus four and a half mortgage play. Oh, God.
1: Okay. So this is where you and I disagree, and now I feel terrible. Um, I think the Chiefs chronically play down to their competition. They chronically have an inability to put teams away, and they do not win easily, at least of late. Um, so I think four and a half is a lot. I think they win. I think that the money line. I think I think the number is closer to three.
0: Money line's awful. It's it's two fifty five. Yeah, I know. You absolutely you don't make a you don't no. make this money line bet. No,
1: I think it's closer to three. Um, so you I take points. I, yeah, I I would take the Dolphins. Um, but if I you know <laughs> if
0: I'm playing conservatively here, I pass. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, do you do you uh, I don't have it in front of me cuz I'm doing this at a later show later this week. The Dolphins have the worst ATS record against teams in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They have the best record ATS against bad teams. To to me that, that that that's it. Um Steelers at Bills, go ahead. Uh the song. Bills
1: also play down to their competition. The Bills also have injury problems and have lack of explosive plays offensively. Uh, but the Steelers are just dog shit. And if they score more than six points, it's a problem. Um, I think this is one of those games, probably like 20 to six. Um, yeah. So I, I would take the Bills. Uh, but again, I have no confidence in that. Um, it's just how much do
0: the Steelers suck? The answer is considerably, especially with TJ Watt out. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna take Steelers money line. Why? There's a ton of value. Well, also, yeah. also, um, it is gonna be 40 mile per hour wins. It is going to be a high of 23 real temperature, so it'll be sub 20. Um, the Steelers have the significantly better run game. Uh-huh. The the Bills are the 28 team against the rush. Uh-huh realistically, I don't think you're wrong. I think the Steelers probably score six or nine points. This is probably 13, nine or 13, six. But when you're giving me four, almost five to one at plus three eighty, I don't know. That's worth 25 bucks to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a game where I would prefer to take an under bet rather than, Oh a, God, rather that, than a,
0: that, that, yeah. that line is 36. Oof. That actually probably should be my lock. There's not a Oof. chance it gets a 36, not a chance, not a chance. it gets a 36. Um, Packers at Cowboys. Cowboys. This game will get to thirty-six. Oh, this game could get to fifty-six.
1: <laughs> seven and a half. Um, again, essentially what equates to a rookie quarterback. I know you know. Yeah. Um, I hate Dak Prescott. I hate him. I think he's potentially MVP guy this year. I think he's weak. I think he. I think he doesn't know what he's doing. Um. But I think they cruise. I think I think it's a situation where uh, the Packers just have they're they're just too young. What I say they're they're the youngest team in the league, mm-hmm. uh, and and again they're starting to get healthy at the right time. But the Cowboys that that atmosphere should be worth six points alone. Um, so I would take the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, this was this was my other lock. Um, if I had to give. The the Cowboys destroy bad teams. the The Packers are a bad yeah. team. Um, I think Micah Parsons just gets into Jordan Love's head at about three minutes into the game. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just all downhill from here. Um, underrated defense, playmaking defense. Dak at home is totally different than Dak yep. away. By the way, the Cowboys crushed the Dolphins on the road. Um. Yeah, give, give me the Cowboys. Bragg has Cowboys money line. We got to teach this guy how to bet. Yeah, he's Cowboys drunk. Money line is minus 360. You never take a minus 360. No, ever. Um. Rams Lions, best game of the best game of the weekend. Best
1: storyline. For, sure. for Sure. This yeah. is the I, it might. I hope the Lions win by 17. There is nothing the city of Detroit should appreciate more than a blowout home playoff victory. And again, I hate Detroit. Screw you, Detroit. I could give a shit. The last thing you need after winning the Michigan championship too. Um, But they've just been so bad in every major sport professionally. So give them a win. Let them beat the Rams. Let them beat the team that they traded their golden child quarterback for. They got the JV guy back and now he's going to end up being the one who who wins in the playoffs this year. And I got the other guy won a Super Bowl
0: already. All right, we're over. So I'm going to go back like I did Browns-Texans because I think that's the second-best game mm-hmm. of the week. I, I give the advantage. Rams of the better head coach. Um, yep. They they have the better quarterback. Um, they mm. – Oh, just Staff, Stafford is better. Goff. Goff needs the run game to succeed. The, the Lions have to set up the run to be able to pass, and there's a guy on the other side called Aaron Donald. I trust Goff <clears> – <throat> I trust God. So I'm taking, right I'm taking Rams money line. I'm taking Rams money line. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. So so is Bragg. Mm-mm. Y'all are um, drunk. Uh, and then Eagles at Bucks. I think it's sneaky, sneaky good game. Probably the third best game of the week for me on Monday night. I hate the Monday night thing. Yeah, it's um, bad. Just, it's bad. Just, just want to go out and say that Eagles are just that team. They remind me of the Steelers a few years ago, and the Steelers started 11 and 0 and then just crumbled the last two months of the season, and they didn't have a shot. The Eagles are more talented. They they have the better coach. They have the better quarterback, blah, blah, blah. The Eagles are just dead. The locker room's dead. The momentum's dead. Um, I don't have the cojones to take them money line, um, but I will definitely take the Bucks. I will take a home dog. No, I love home dogs. Um, especially in the playoffs. So give me bucks plus three and a half. And depending on how much uh, it's a Monday night, I definitely won't be drinking on a Monday night, um, but I, I may even get frisky if I want a lot of money and, and take bucks, bucks money line. But for now bucks, three and a half. Here's my thought on this
1: is you said sometimes teams tank. Sometimes they know that the playoffs are coming and they coast. And then they, they the, the money game start again. They, they turn it back on rarely, not, not very often as it work, but occasionally. Does this Eagles team have the ability to, to, when the game starts to matter again, turn it back on? I don't think so either.
0: Yeah, um, no, I don't mean, I, I think Sirianni, I think we're finding out Sirianni was all Steichen and Gannon. I think losing his coordinators hurt. I think Jalen Hurts, I think he's too well respected in that room. AJ Brown is a crybaby. Um, that defense is still really good really good they have some injuries at
1: linebacker they're like what sixth or seventh middle linebacker now
0: yeah so um i think all that combination i think the eagles are dead in the water
1: they deserve to lose i mean uh based on the momentum sorry
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not
1: not that they've done anything wrong to me and offended me in any personal way. Um, just uh, yeah, everything on the writing says the trajectory says um, they are going downhill in a hurry and this should end in disaster. And a Bucks money line pick is the uh, is the value
0: bit is the value bet here. For sure. Cool. Anything else on NFL? Get to the outro. Hell no. Let's do it. So I, I, I just real quick, real quick, because I had a little bit of a, a meltdown today. And I just want to say, for everyone listening, this isn't me complaining or it's want sympathy. There's a lot goes into these these podcasts a lot. Um, and and Bragg has does, in my opinion, Seth is my opinion. I think he does about 80 to 85 percent on this pod. Um, he's the one that that, you know, does the logos, post the pod. You do a lot of social media work. You are our entire social media. Um, so this is my public apology. I was a little I was a little mean to to brag earlier so um we had creative control differences does that sound good is that is that a good hr explanation you're in hr is that a good good explanation of what went down today my favorite is and this is the same thing i do in
1: hr is i just go i'm confused explain it to me again i wait you're saying you're saying he's an idiot and you're saying that he lied to you about the order that we're calling it. Okay. All right.
0: I think you're both just dumb.
1: That, that's 100 uh, <laughs> percent true. Uh, that's 100
0: percent true. Um, you're Seth. definitely the parent of us. Like it's just two kids. Um, but I wanna I wanted to shout him out. He he does he does a lot of work. Um, and Brag here's my apology. Um, and Seth, thank you for all you do because you, you put up you put up with us, and and sometimes I don't know how you do it at all. Yeah. It's all right all right i get on on that note
1: i get to to hang out with my friends a couple nights a week it's great what do you know i I got little to complain about
0: speaking of complaining um be sure to check out our pod on twitter instagram and threads It's still a thing (laughs) (laughs) and make sure to follow our partner big banner sports for all the latest updates involving our podcast as well as all the other top notch pods top notch notch (laughs) Um, we're on the home stretch, just finishing out. Uh um, we're we're mid of basketball season. There's the listen to the basketball pods. If you listen to only football pods, jump over. Um, listen to often daunted, listen to the other pods, they do a great job. Um, and be sure to download, follow, rate, and review us and all the other big bon- our big bonter. Jesus. All the other big banter properties. Um, and as always coach sig do we do we get a sign no yet?
1: we did uh we did cheers we did drink up we did clink clink
0: bottoms up bottoms up there we go drink it there we go everyone bottoms up we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>